another Normie podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. This week we're doing two movies. We've got The Holdovers, directed by Alexander Payne. And Possum, directed by Matthew Holness. For The Holdovers, we will be doing spoilers and then non-spoilers. We'll have time codes in the description below. For Possum, we will be going just straight into spoilers, as that movie is a bit older. Let's get into it. You just earned yourself a detention, sir. You is already one big detention. Son of a... All right, The Holdovers um, is directed by Alexander Payne and stars Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Randolph, and Dominic Sessa. Um, It is set in the 70s at a boarding school, um, and Paul Giamatti's character is a teacher there, and uh, Divine Joy Randolph is the head of the kitchen, uh, and they are two faculty that have to remain at the boarding school with the quote-unquote holdovers um, between for Christmas break, essentially. Uh, and our main guy, Dominic Sessa, he originally doesn't think he's going to be holding over at all and kind of has a jerkish attitude about it, but then circumstances align so that he does end up stuck there. Uh, and it is just kind of a comedic whirlwind of events and chaos and arguments and coming to understand each other and just a really good movie yeah it was really good our whole theater ended up like laughing out loud almost the entire movie there's a couple really good lines in it that just it was great it was really funny um it was also really heartwarming i think everyone was played perfectly casted perfectly it was a great story um yeah i definitely would recommend it yeah i think um Overall, this is exactly the kind of movie I've been wanting to watch recently. Something a little more fun. I tried last week with Americazzi, and it was fine. But this one really just struck that balance that I I was looking for. And I think it's a great holiday movie, um, and a lot of people are really, really going to enjoy this. Um, it's been doing really well in limited release. Uh, and so I was happy when we went to our theater that it was almost entirely sold out. Um, not the biggest theater in the world, but still, it's nice to see. And everyone there seemed to really enjoy it, which was awesome. But uh, I guess that's kind of kind of it. Do you have anything else to say in uh, non-spoilers? No, that's the general outline. We can move into spoilers. Alrighty. All right, spoilers for the holdovers. Um, so, yeah, Dominic Sessa, he... His father has, uh, well, he claims his father has passed away or tells people that uh, at the start of the movie. Um, and then his mother has a new boyfriend, husband, husband. guy. Um, and they decide six months or so after they've gotten married to finally go on their honeymoon and leave him at the school. Over Christmas, over Christmas by himself by himself so understandably yeah originally there's supposed to be like five kids total who were supposed to stay as holdovers but one of them their really rich dad came and picked him up to go skiing and took all the other kids with them because they were able to get a hold of all the parents and the parents said sure why not take them in your helicopter skiing um, but they couldn't get a hold of the main guy's parents so he gets stuck there with Paul Giamatti and... by himself yeah. And well, with the and kitchen manager. Divine Randolph. Yeah. And so they all 
just end up stuck there. And Paul Giamatti is a very grumpy, stuck in his ways, believes in, you know, just old school education. I'm going to fail anyone who doesn't deserve it, and I'm going to somewhat take a mocking tone with the students and just be very hard and expect a lot and demand a lot of my students uh and obviously high school boarding school kid who's just been abandoned by his family is and has a snarky attitude to begin with he's at basically like the end of his string of schools if he can't get through here he's going to military school um so they naturally clash quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh in very funny and enjoyable ways uh and divine randolph her her son had passed away recently yeah he had to go to vietnam and died um he tried to just be able to he went so he would be able to afford college because they were not wealthy unlike the rest of the students so she's just really struggling so she kind of volunteered to stay over christmas because she had no family to go to she could go visit her sister but She's obviously hesitant to be around other people right now because, you know, it's her first Christmas without her son. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think it's really good. Uh, They kind of start bonding on this trip. Uh, Well, they end up going on a trip (laughs) to Boston and they bond and uh, Paul Giamatti kind of sees himself, I think, in the younger kid and we find out that he ended up getting kicked out of Harvard and everything when he was going there um, because, you know, someone who was richer did something bad and he had to take the fall for it. And so it's kind of like, it makes sense why all of these rich boarding school kids, he doesn't let them slide by just because their parents are rich and why he's harsher and everything like that. Um, Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really cute. It's really funny. Um, yeah, if you get a chance to go see it, I definitely would. It does swear a lot, so I wouldn't say it's like a family movie, but if you have like teens who you don't mind if they hear swear words, it, it's, it's pretty, it's really good. It's a great holiday movie. Yeah, I, I definitely could see this becoming kind of a modern classic. It has very much that old school vibe to it, but I don't know, there have been times my parents have showed me movies they watched growing up and I'm like, I don't quite get this this is that type of movie made for our generation or with our generation in mind a little more updated a little more our type of humor at times but but still has the vibe of like an old christmas movie an old kind of christmas or boarding school type movie um and again you also you get that old school character in paul giamatti that really helps center this film Um, And yeah, as you said, everyone gives fantastic performances, comedic timing, emotional timing, like everything goes, goes really well. uh, And the whole kind of movie comes together in just a really great way. And I also think with these types of movies, you often end up with either kind of a too cheesy an ending or an ending that's too sad or just doesn't quite fit. And I feel like this one ended as well as it could have i really enjoyed it um there's the headmaster of the school is one of paul giamatti's old students and is really 
anti Paul Giamatti in every way. They don't get along. They he has complete opposite views. He wants him to pass students who are failing out of his classes just because their parents are wealthy, and he doesn't want to deal with that backlash and stuff. Um, and Paul Giamatti does not go along with his plans, and in the end, he gets to <laughs> be rude to him right to his face, but not in like a mean. I mean, it's mean, but like deserving and it just it feels like he gets his moment to finally say his piece about what he's been biting his tongue on for years as he walks away uh and he basically sacrifices what couple years would have been left in his career um to give this kid one more chance to finish out the year and graduate uh, and then he gets to go and apparently he's going traveling to all the ancient parts of the world that he always has read about and stuff, which is awesome. So what would you rate it? Uh, I'm giving this 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'd probably give it, I know I'm a little tougher of a critic. I'd give it like an eight and a half or a nine, which is really high for me. I've recommended it to a lot of people. Um, in order for something to be like a 10 out of 10 for me, it has to be one that I would watch on endless loop forever. And this one is very seasonal. And yeah, I it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's wonderful. Highly recommend. But for me, it's about, yeah, like an eight and a half, nine. Yeah, for me, I can't really think of anything I would have changed. I would watch this again and again. And it is a movie. Anytime someone says, hey, what have you seen recently? This will be the first thing I recommend. And has been the best movie we've seen in, in quite some time. Yeah, since Bottoms, we have gotten a lot of yeah not great movies. <laughs> yeah, I think like When Evil Lurks, we were thinking is like the only other one we truly, truly enjoyed. Yeah, When Evil Lurks was phenomenal. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's The Holdovers. Sir, I don't understand. That's glaringly apparent. I can't fail this class. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Mr. Coates. I truly believe that you can. All right, for my movie this week, I picked Possum. This uh, is a 2018 British psychological horror film directed by Matthew Holness. Um, this stars Sean Harris and Alan Armstrong. Also, sorry if our voices sound gross. We're both a little bit sick this week, so sorry it's a little <laughs> scratchy and gravelly on both of yeah. our sides. Um but as we said before, we're not going to do like a no spoiler and then a spoiler section for this because it came out so a couple years ago. Um, so we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, this movie follows a disgraced puppet maker, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Prefacing this, maybe I was distracted or something. Our dogs were being really loud. We paused the movie like 800 times, whatever. And I know I oftentimes say that with these artsy movies that nothing happened. And normally I'm kidding. Like normally, obviously, there's like a little bit of a plot. But for the most part, it's just like visuals or whatever. But this one, I am so genuinely shocked that Everett knew what was <laughs> happening in this movie. Because I did not at all think this had a plot to it. I, I'm reading, when I started this description, I was reading what was happening. Um, but from my point of view, <laughs> what happened was there was a man who made puppets and he made this really creepy looking puppet with a weird mannequin head and spider legs. And then he ran around for like an hour and for 30 minutes 
of the movie total over the runtime talked to some other man about nothing. And then at the end, there's some reveal that I said, oh, this is shocking. This came out of nowhere. And he's like, what do you mean? This was literally leading up to this the whole time. And I genuinely had no idea what happened that entire movie. So it's probably best if Everett actually explains (laughs) the storyline because I genuinely 100% have no idea what happened. So, yeah. (laughs) The movie I watched, uh, a, a man has this puppet he's carrying around with him in a bag um and you hear through some news snippets that another boy that we saw him by the train earlier uh has gone missing so it kind of makes you think oh did he do it did he not could this somehow be involved with him uh and then yeah there's this man who's revealed to be his uncle uh at the house he lives at and they're they have these couple conversations and they're always weird. The uncle makes him light his cigarettes. He says, hey, you know, what about for old time's sake, you get a piece of candy out of the candy jar and stuff. And just he has these visions of balloons and things. And I think for me, all of this just clearly indicated the uncle. Oh, and the main guy, his parents had died when he was very young. Uh, And so, to me, all of this indicated uh, the uncle had taken him in and abused him and sexually abused him and that they had that weird kind of existence and then he'd gone away for a while, but he he ended up coming back because he can't handle kind of the outside world. He's been damaged and destroyed and all this stuff. Uh, And he has a book that he's been writing i don't know for how long since he was a kid or more recently but it's got all these creepy drawings in it and this weird poem about a possum that takes kids and does terrible things to them um and then the movie as he slowly is trying to get rid of the puppet that uh his uncle taught him how to make it or made it for him or something along those lines and he's trying to get rid of it and trying to get rid of it and it keeps coming back keeps coming back And then finally he kind of snaps and he and his uncle have a final confrontation and he ends up killing his uncle. Um, But that's where they kind of actually explain definitively, hey, this is what happened. He was abused by his uncle for years and years and years. The uncle then kidnapped this other kid and was doing stuff to him. And then that kid ends up getting freed by our main guy. I will say the visuals in this were very cool. It was filmed on film, which me and Everett are little (laughs) sluts for lately. We love the film. Um, But yeah, I like the puppet design. I thought it was genuinely like uncanny valley spooky off-putting. The sequence where the puppet's like following him around the city I thought was very good I think the main guy is a phenomenal actor he looked very sweaty and pale (laughs) in a very realistic way um the movie itself it was off-putting but I just I didn't understand why I thought the poem in the book was really cool I love creepy kids stories so that if it actually existed I would buy it and put it on our shelf because I like stuff like that um But yeah, I didn't really get it. And so when the uncle comes out of the dark and made us poop our pants in the worst jump scare ever, because there hadn't been a jump scare at all in this movie, and then that happened. Look at that horse's hair. I know. Um, And then that happened. 
I had no idea what was going on up until that point. Um, but yeah, it was fine. I would probably give this one a four and the only points are coming for the visuals for the movie and the acting. The storyline would get like a negative 12 for me because I really did not get it. <laughs> I, on the other hand, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I'd... he's two for two this week. He's crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it like a seven or an eight. I this is if you're gonna make me watch a psychological horror-y, thrillery type movie, this is exactly what I want it to Which be. Which is why I picked it. I saw like people talking about it saying it was great and I saw it was art housey and I was like, ah, perfect. Something for both of us, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you're expecting like a horror movie or jump scares or anything, not the movie for you. If you do want a psychological drama that's mostly done in visuals because I was reading the description they tried to include as little dialogue as possible to give it like mm -hmm. a silent movie vibe um that's what you're looking for this is perfect if you're looking for like horror this is not it yeah no this is definitely you can tell um that they were going for visual storytelling over any sort of dialogue or conventional plot structure um I really enjoyed it. I thought it managed the fact that it could be a mostly just visual story and I was able to follow it and understand and connect to the characters and understand what was happening in it is really impressive. The visuals are stunning. They're really, really well done. Uh, the puppet is very creepy. Um, and I think it would have been so easy for this movie to become goofy or dumb or just like yeah that's not weird or creepy at all but it maintains that atmosphere through the whole thing which is very impressive to me yep but yeah that's possum mother father what's afoot only possum black as soot mother father where to tread far from possum and his head here's a bag now what's inside does he seek or does he hide? Can you spy him deep within? Little possum, black as sin. All right, thank you for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're on an audio platform, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank, thank you. you.